The holiday break is finally here, and the Jets got a 20th win under their Christmas tree, a massive win over the Boston Bruins, an excellent performance just about from the entire team. Whatever you could ask for, you had it in this game. We'll dive into all of that and more on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, though, we just love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more, because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Now, like I said, the Jets just came off uh, this past uh, Friday with a massive 5-1 victory over the Boston Bruins. And kind of right from the off, you knew that this game was honestly shaping up to be pretty good. Winnipeg was faster, more aggressive. They won puck battles, second chance opportunities, and they were out shooting the Bruins early in this game to the point where you were like, okay, maybe the good Jets have shown up uh, for this one, right? Because we've seen them for the past few games play really well. But of course, last game before the holiday break against a tough, very difficult, annoying Bruins team you just weren't really sure what you were going to see. Because like Boston, for all of its faults recently, is still a pretty strong uh, opponent. But past, I would say, month or so, things have been a little turbulent. They have definitely had some issues with injuries. Uh, Their roster construction, if you look at it, you know, Pavel Zacha anchoring your first line is probably a sign that things are not going super well when it comes to the depth down the middle. And the team is definitely trying to hold it all together but right now they're really relying on a couple of key cogs like Pasternak and McAvoy to really carry um, what has been a little bit of a rough patch for the past few weeks. But make no mistake, this team is still at the top of the Atlantic for a reason. And part of that has been the goaltending, right? Uh, you know, that that goaltending tandem with Swayman, um, it's, it's really tough. And Swayman has been fantastic. And look, I get it. The Bruins are obviously... Um, they're not as good as they've been in past years. And I think this particular roster... Uh, you, you could argue is probably one of the weakest that they've had over the last few seasons, but they are still a pest. And again, like I said, they're still first in the Atlantic for a reason. Uh, the Bruins have built up a nice lead. They generally play a pretty consistent brand of hockey and defensively, they are usually annoying, right? They're tough to crack and sometimes uh, getting past them can be a real challenge. Now, like I said, I think a lot of their recent stuff has kind of been more reliant on Swayman really like really uh, locking things down in net because defensively they're conceding more opportunities than usual. And one thing you've noticed, or you probably noticed in this game, and then if you watched their game against the Wild on the, the, the following even, evening, um, producing uh, scoring chances has been a little bit challenging. Um, but it's kind of funny because like the Jets themselves don't actually create a ton of opportunities either. But Winnipeg 
has been absolutely lethal on converting the chances they do create. And in this game, you know, you had contributions from all up and down the lineup. Josh Morrissey cleaned up a rebound. Niederreiter was there for a tap-in or two, um, had a nice little quiet three-point night, which is great for him because, like, Niederreiter is one of those guys who um, just about every shift really grinds it out and continues to be uh, a really key cog for this team. Cole Perfetti had a beautiful assist. You had Gabriel Velarde recording a two-point night, another goal and an assist. Uh, Shifley notching a couple of points. Ehlers with an assist. Appleton with a point. I mean, you, you just look at this lineup and you're like, you know, everyone was kind of getting in on the action, and the vibes were really high. I mean, the arena was loud. Uh, it was probably because they played sack squirtle. If you uh, if you saw that in the arena, <laughs> I can't believe that actually made it, but I'm very glad to see that, you know, the Jets actually picked up on something from uh, Twitter that's kind of been doing the rounds recently and integrated it into the, uh, the fan experience, which honestly, keep doing that, Jets. If you want to get people back in the stands and really get people behind the team on top of just playing good hockey, one way to do that is to really show that you pay attention and care about what the fans are interested in. And doing small stuff like that, you know, obviously it's it's not small because it actually does take a decent amount of work preparing a graphics package for, um, you know, a Jumbotron. But just stuff like that, right? And it doesn't even have to be like crazy ticket packages and whatnot. Just involve the fans more. And I think that is exactly what this kind of stuff does. Do more of that, integrate more of the fan culture into the experience. And I promise you, people will start coming back. I think, you know, seeing that really got a, a positive reaction from both the fans and folks from other circles of hockey, Twitter, and social media, where, you know, this actually made the rounds. So congrats to Winnipeg all around, just a really good vibes game. I guess if you had to nitpick like one or two things, maybe uh, you might say that the only thing you that, that didn't really pan out super well was um, just the Dylan and Pionk pairing, but you kind of know that that's what you're going to have once in a while. Um, you know, bless Pionk. He, he always uh, works hard and leaves his heart on his sleeve, but sometimes he'll have games where, you know, he's a little more chaotic than usual. And I think the Bruins did have a couple of shifts where uh, they hemmed him in pretty good. But thankfully, you know, when all else fails, guess who shows up? Connor freaking Hellebuck. Uh, you know, 24 out of 25 saves. A uh, perfect evening almost for him, about as close as you know perfection gets. The only goal that beat him was like this weird tip that I'm I'm sure he probably wasn't thrilled with uh, beating him from distance. But I mean, you know, honestly, who cares? More of an annoying thing than anything. I was just hoping that he'd get the shutout. It'd be nice to add that to his record this year. Already, he you know <laughs> we'll talk about it later. But he continues to be Connor Hellebuck. So uh, just an all around great game. And if you wanted a reminder as to what the Jets can be at their best. This was one of those games. Uh, 20th win of the season, a massive accomplishment, very similar to the pace of what the Jets were on in the 2017-2018 season. And uh, if you do the math, like I said in, I think, a previous episode or two, right now the Jets are currently on track for about 50 wins, which is right around where the other Jets team was that magical year. And the craziest thing is, uh, this game aside, the special teams haven't been good. So the fact that the Jets are winning on even strength while still being uh, an elite defensive team with very poor special teams has been kind of incredible to watch. Now, this game finally did have a couple of power play goals, and honestly, they were kind of nice. So maybe the the, the movement and, and skating instructions have changed a little bit. Get guys moving, get, you know, PK Diamonds opened up. That's like real simple stuff that's going to lead to goals, and it really shouldn't be too hard for the Jets to adjust to that. So all in all, about as good of a game as you could ask for. It, a nice segue into uh, a couple of days off before the Jets head to Chicago for their first game back in the Central Division. We'll talk about 
what to expect from the upcoming week of Jets hockey in just a little bit. Before we go any further, though, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at Sleeper. New NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. Shifley could score 50 goals. The Jets could hoist the Stanley Cup. And you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. For those of you who are stats nerds and love tracking all the top players, whether it's McDavid, McCarr, McKinnon, Ehlers, Perfetti, Hellebuck, Vasilevsky, Kucherov, no matter who you're into, no matter which players you love, you can be sure that Sleeper has plenty of projections for stats categories like goals, assists, saves, and so much more. All you have to do is beat their projections, whether it's more or less. And if you get eight of these stats categories correct, you can win 100 times your bet on Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your very first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you so much for rejoining us on tonight's episode as we are taking a look at uh, what should be a fun next few days for the Jets. Obviously, you know, Christmas is here and Winnipeg will be having some time off. But until then, the Jets are probably getting prepared for what should be a, a fun matchup against the Chicago Blackhawks this coming Wednesday. Now, before we get into what we should expect from the Hawks and some of their recent struggles, I did want to shout out, you know, something really cool that the Locked On Network has going. They have launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with our local experts and our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, like I said, uh, the Jets have a couple of days off, but they are back in action very soon, and they are starting off with a relatively easier assignment. Uh, not not a team that I would say a lot of people are particularly impressed with reason, <coughs> recently, although one of their star young players, Connor Bedard, just scored in Michigan. So uh, if you are a Hawks fan and you've been watching the Chicago Blackhawks recently, you probably know that this team um, is A, not very good, and B, very much reliant on Bedard to kind of be uh, the star power, right? You know, how they lined up against the Blues was not great. So against the Blues, they had Felino, Bedard, and Kurashev, uh, Bovillier, Dickinson, and Radish, Donato, and Whistle, and uh, Blackwell, Reichel, Gutman, and uh, Johnson. And on defense, Phillips and Murphy, Tenorti and Clavier, and then finally Korchinski and Zaitsev. Now, uh, you know, Richardson actually changed a lot of these lines throughout the game, which, you know, I, I get. I mean, you look at those combos, and no matter what, it doesn't really matter. That's just a crappy team, if we're being honest, right? You look at those lines. This is a squad that, quite frankly, the Jets have more than enough firepower to get through. Winnipeg has been playing so well recently that, honestly, you could probably put almost anyone in net, and the Jets will still probably come away with a victory. Now, I've said this in the past, and sometimes the Jets have come out uh, a little bit flat. And maybe post-holiday, the first game back, it, it, it might be a little bit of a slower start, but I suspect the Jets should be able to take care of business. Now, I will say one thing about Chicago that has caught Winnipeg in some tough spots once in a while. 
the Jets, when they're pressured either below the goal line or along the walls, sometimes that can get them into trouble. And I feel like in the past games against the Hawks, Chicago actually did do that. Not to like a degree where Winnipeg was completely unable to break it and Winnipeg ended up coming out with the victory anyways, but it was enough to be a bit of a, a mild concern once in a while, maybe give you a little bit of a scare, but I am still expecting a win. I think the Jets very much have the firepower to come away with this. And with how good the the top line has been recently, I just don't really see a, a particular reason where I would feel nervous about this game. I think this one is setting up to be a nice, soft opponent to face. Even if it's a road game, still not the worst it could be. Um, and, you know, for the Jets, this should be hopefully a good two points on the road and the 21st win of the season which, you know, just after Christmas to say that you can, you know, have your 21st of the season. I mean, only elite teams really hit this record, and the Jets are really putting themselves into the conversation as um, a truly elite team, obviously with room for improvement, but overall, right, almost every top team this year has some gap that they're trying to address. And Winnipeg has all of the assets to make acquisitions, to do stuff. They've got some cap space to work with, or at least should, and uh, based on, you know, Chevy kind of looking around and stuff, I, I think they know what they're interested in. And I think the Jets are going to make some moves that could potentially really surprise us. Now, after that, things get a little bit more interesting because the weekend will bring a very tough uh, home and away back to back stretch against the Minnesota Wild. Now, I know you're going to say, well, the Wild aren't that good. Uh, why would we really be concerned? And honestly, yes. OK, Minnesota isn't a great team. But they did just dummy the Bruins last night. And Minnesota, you know, now has, I guess, the new coaching boost or whatever. The goaltending has seemingly turned around significantly. I don't know how that happens, but um, all I can say is, you know, for the Jets, this is not a pair of games to take lightly. I think the Wild have a lot of, of uh, incentive to try and show up a team that, People are calling a measuring stick. Like Winnipeg is considered a measuring stick for top teams around the league to measure themselves against the best of the best. So for the Jets, they really need to come out swinging in this game. Now, I think the Jets can probably take the first game, the uh, the home game. The away one might be a bit of a tougher challenge. If the Jets drop one of these games, who cares? Obviously, it's just... Uh, you know, you hope for both wins, but like Winnipeg has been so good recently that they can afford a loss here and there. But it'd be nice if they win both. I mean, I, I feel like that's asking for a lot. But given how good this team has been, right, you just feel like if anyone could pull it off, it, it'd be Winnipeg. And with Hellebuck and Bressois recently really being in form, uh, Bressois as well has really impressed me recently. You know, he still gets up some rebounds that you'd be a little bit nervous about, but otherwise... You know, he's really tracked the puck well. I feel like he's made some quality saves. He's looking more like what we expected uh, to get back from um, Vegas when we reacquired him. So all in all, you know, I feel like the Jets are doing pretty well. I, I think this is a really good opportunity for the Jets to, let's say they're going to come away with four out of six points. I think if they do that, that's fantastic. Uh, you know, two out of three wins would be great. If they get three wins or even like five out of six points, more power to him, man. I mean, this team is playing at a level that I think, you know, could honestly, you know, sweep this this next week of games. But I don't want to get too greedy. I want to kind of keep things relatively realistic because uh, after that, the Jets are going to have some slightly tougher opponents, uh, including Tampa Bay and, of course, um, <laughs> apparently the Sharks, which I, I don't know why, but for some reason they really gave the Jets some fits recently, even though they're bad. But 
you know, sometimes Winnipeg has those games where maybe they, they could be a little bit sharper. But, you know, for this week, at least, I'm feeling pretty good about Winnipeg's chances coming away with some quality wins. So give me your predictions for these games. Let me know how many wins you think the Jets are going to come away with. Do you think they might slip up once? Or do you think they're actually going to sweep this week of action? Drop your predictions in the comments below or at my social medias, NHL Living Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Now, in just a little bit, I want to talk about the goaltending in particular because Connor Hellebuck continues to uh, churn out performances. And as it turns out, he is now first, uh, according to Money Puck, in goal saved above expectation, which we all love. We'll talk about that in just a minute. Before we go any further, though, did want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. As a Ravens fan, I know the Ravens are, are you know pretty darn good at what they do, and they are likely to win you know at least one game over the next few weeks. For me, that's very easy money if I want to cash a $5 bet. Maybe you're a Vikings fan and you want to have a little bit of faith in them. Obviously, Minnesota has had a, a rougher stretch, but you know what? Maybe uh, they can rally off of some of these strong performances. You know, they gave um, Detroit a run for their money. Perhaps there is something there to it. You know, maybe the Vikings have just a little bit more gas in the tank left and, you know, can can rally around some of these uh, recent performances that have been a little bit closer than maybe you'd expect. Maybe not. Who knows? But no matter what, all you have to do is cash a $5 bet. And if your team wins, that's 150 bucks for you to try uh, your luck once again on things like spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you for rejoining us in tonight's episode as we wrap up with uh, a couple of very brief thoughts on the Winnipeg Jets kind of returning to form when it comes to their goaltending. Uh, this has been, for the Jets over the past several years, something that they tend to rely on. One of the things that has actually been a key cog in keeping this team in playoff spots in far too many seasons. This year, the, the goaltending, funny enough, was not all that strong to start the season, and yet the Jets were still good enough to overcome, you know, Hellebuck and Bressois both overcoming uh, or or dealing with some perhaps early uh, obstacles to their performances. I say that very lightly. We'll be honest, both Helly and Bressois were just bad at times. Uh, Helly, not like awful, awful, but nowhere near his usual standards, right? Three, four, five goals against just not the kind of thing that you ever see from him. In fact, the Jets have conceded the fewest uh, even strength goals now uh, of the entire NHL, uh, thanks to sinking several against the Bruins. But Winnipeg this year just does not give you a lot and, you know, very frequently shuts down most opposing scoring uh, offenses. And a lot of that has been thanks to the goaltending. Like the defense has been uh, spectacular team-wide, even if some of the blue line members, you might say, well, they aren't, you know, performing at the same level. But overall, right, this team just doesn't give opponents much to work with. And Hellebuck really seals off much of what remains. He has been stupendous in that, racked up again, another great performance in that the other night. You know, and with Helly continuing to play at an elite level, this is what I think a lot of folks were hoping for when he signed his extension. Uh, Hellebuck has been, you know, one of the, the really big 
I would say, foundational blocks for this team for many years now and continues to be one of our leading players. You know, on the season, he's uh, almost up to a 920. He's at a 918 save percentage right now, which is phenomenal. 16 wins, a shutout. This is the kind of performance where you start talking about him being right back in the Vesna conversation. His last several performances, um, barring the Montreal game, which I don't even really count because um, one of the goals against was an overtime on like a four on three power play. So I don't really look at that too much. Uh, but, you know, he has basically posted above a 920 in four of his last five starts, which is pretty amazing when you think about it. And his current season numbers are right in line, roughly speaking, um, with what we've seen in some of his best seasons. Will he win the Vesna this year? I don't know. Uh, I think it's I think it's going to be a tough one because there's a couple of goalies out there who are also putting up really big numbers. Um, but, you know, for me, right, Hellebuck remains maybe the best goalie in the NHL, uh, in part because year over year, you just know what you're getting with him. He is consistently one of the top three goalies uh, almost every single season. There are times when he hasn't won the Vezina where he arguably was the best goalie uh, in the entire NHL. He has bailed out the Jets on numerous occasions, and this season you finally have both a strong team and a strong goaltending tandem. With Helly kind of back to being the Vesna Buck form that we know he can be, this Jets team might be unstoppable come playoff time. The only thing that I kind of wonder about with him is, you know, will the workload fatigue eventually catch up? We haven't really seen it be a problem most years. Uh, I do think it might not be the worst if Brassois maybe eats a few more starts because come playoff time, you want Helly rested and ready to go. But then again, Hellebuck himself will always tell you he does like being busy. He likes to feel the puck and he enjoys uh, playing in a lot of these games. So, you know, for me, as long as he's, you know, comfortable with it and ready to go, I, I, I'm i happy for him to keep eating starts. Uh, I will say that based on like the last um, well, his current run of form and, and, you know, his trajectory, I still feel like at some point he will be a Hall of Fame goalie. The only thing that's missing for him really is just the ring, but he's got almost everything else you could want. He's been a multi Vesna finalist. Um, he's, he's won the Vesna already. He can probably win it again this year. If he keeps up his current performance, I really do think that he deserves it this year. If he gets it, uh, he's been for me consistently just one of the best performers this team has ever had year in and year out. And the fact that he's once again back to doing what he does best just proves that, you know, resigning him and paying out what they did, it was worth it. I know you often look at goaltending uh, contracts and you're like, well, spending that much on an elite netminder, that's a huge chunk of your cap, right? But when you really think about it, eight and a half by eight with the cap going up and just how much value Hellebuck brings to this team every season, for me, I feel like that's money pretty well spent. Uh, you know, you, you look at all these teams that, frankly, were interested in Hellebuck but ended up backing off. Look at where they are in the standings. Look at how much he could have changed their season fortunes, and look at what he's doing for the Jets. I think a lot of them would love to swap their goalies with ours and, uh, you know, redo it over again if they had the chance. But now he's ours for the next eight years. I think I can live with that. Let me know how you're feeling about Hellebuck's season so far. Do you think he's going to win the Vesna? Drop your predictions in the comments below or at my social medias, NHL Living Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. We'll see you back uh, here after Boxing Day slash Christmas. I hope you all have a wonderful, blessed holiday. Get some rest, spend some time with family and friends. And if you don't have the ability to do so, we, uh, we love and appreciate you listening to us. 
Have a great night. Enjoy that time. And let's get excited for more Winnipeg Jets hockey later this week. As always, have a great night and go Jets go.